All right, news roundup and information overload hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. Back to our top story. It's it's now official. Americans being held hostage behind enemy lines and that of terrorists. Uh, a viral video went out over the weekend. And if you haven't heard this, you need to hear this. And it's an American citizen. You have example after example of American citizens left behind, as we told you. And, you know, there's little that we can do. There was on, I guess, today, Daryl Issa played the heartbreaking story of a pregnant American woman he called uh, Nazria, who explained that she made multiple attempts to enter the Kabul uh, Karzai International Airport, was unable to reach safety before U.S. forces just left her. And this is part of what she said. Listen to her story. There's been days where... You know, I think to myself, like, am I going to make it home? Am I going to end up living here? Am I going to end up dying here? What's going to happen? So we went there, waited an extra 12 to 13 hours with no food, no water, nothing. She'd wave her passport. They won't let us go. They're gassing that they're shooting But day and night, the Taliban kept blocking her. I was got gunpointed to my head. Our troops were literally at the gate, just waiting for us to continue walking. And they had blocked us. And there was a time where, like, I went past them and I started walking as fast as I can. And they started shooting right by my leg and told me to come back or they would shoot me. Oh, my God. That's how it was. And I've never in my life have ever been experienced anything like this. It was like a movie scene. It was like coming. It was like literally a movie scene. So even CBS News and the mainstream media mob cannot deny what is true. CBS News correspondent Christina Ruffini reporting uh, last night, multiple flights are being held on the ground at Mazari Sharif Airport, northern Afghanistan. Upon reports now, the Taliban has taken over that lone territory in the Panjir Valley uh, where the resistance was growing. Email sent by State Department members to Congress explain the flights held by the Taliban have permission to land in Qatar, but if and only when the Taliban agrees to take off. So the Taliban, quote, is basically holding them hostage to get more out of the Americans, a congressional source telling CBS News. So it's a hostage situation behind Daryl Issa. He's been working to evacuate U.S. citizens. He's identified at least 500 Americans remaining behind. Uh, when including family members of U.S. citizens, ISIS said the number of people stranded could be over a thousand. You have the expected head of Afghan's new government as the Taliban co-founder. Uh, and by the way, groups of Glenn Beck apparently was involved in one of these efforts. Sarah Carter has been involved in numerous efforts. But Tony Blinken blamed the fact that the planes aren't allowed to take off on a paperwork set, a snafu. OK, the dog ate my homework, too. Top Senate Democrat says the Biden administration is to blame for not allowing six planes full of U.S. hostages to leave Afghanistan. That's Democratic left wing Senator Richard Blumenthal, who's, quote, furious over the Biden administration delaying the flights. Anyway, uh, Sarah Carter, investigative reporter, is with us. I don't think she's slept in the last few weeks, actively involved in efforts that we won't even talk about on the show. Uh, that we've known about have been going on the whole time. There's a lot of American hero stories that will come out one day, but not now. 
Uh, is that all of this true? All of it's true, Sean, and it's far worse than what what I think you can't even imagine what it's been like uh, for so many people on the ground. I just want the listeners out there to understand what it's like to be an American citizen trapped in a nation where al-Qaeda, ISIS, and the Taliban, which is no longer, I mean, the Taliban was always bad. It was never recognized by any other government in the world other than Pakistan, even before September 11th. I think Pakistan was the only country that ever recognized them as a legitimate government. But now the Taliban has become like this pseudo-like ISIS group, uh, targeting Americans, holding Americans hostage. Uh, you have a State Department that was completely chaotic, that bungled up everything, and the Biden administration that basically handed over American citizens and our allies to the worst people on the planet, to the most extreme groups on the planet, and left them there to suffer. I was on the phone with American citizens as well as SIV holders, those are special interest visa holders uh, from Afghanistan that were our allies uh, over the last several weeks, um, long distance, of course, in Kabul. Uh, I had an American woman who was literally in tears for over an hour on the phone with me said there has been no response from the State Department for her. She, it was like, it was almost as if they kicked the breath out of her. Uh, it was the way she described it. They asked her to leave her husband behind. First, they had told her she could leave, that she could leave with her family, a sister who was um, an SIV applicant with their three children and her husband. Then they told her she would have to leave her sister and the, her sister's three children behind, who I was on the phone with as well. And then I got, a con- I got contacted by someone who said, you won't believe this. But State Department now does not want to take her husband, uh, that she can be the only one to come on the flight. You know, she got on the phone with me, and after that, I, I really was, I was devastated, Sean. I didn't know. I said, I can't call this woman and tell her she has to leave her husband behind. But I did. I gave her the choice. And I said, listen, there is a flight, but the State Department says you cannot bring your husband. And she said, I'm going to call you back in five after she cried un- unstoppably. She called me back. There were no more tears. She said, I will not abandon my husband. I will not abandon my family. President Biden may have abandoned all of us, but I will not do that. And she, she, I got to tell She's you, very likely to right. die. She knows that. Right. At, at, and the best case scenario is she will be subjugated to the, the, the radicalism and the mistreatment of the Taliban where even young girls are taken as sex slaves and forced to marry Taliban fighters. Absolutely correct. And I can't tell you how many Afghan men that I know. um, We were very fortunate. Uh, One of the interpreters that I know, and by the way, let me explain so, so people really grasp what it's like on the ground there. Sometimes all you have is your Afghan allies in the middle of battle or when you're a journalist on the front lines. They know the language. You have to trust them. You have to find a way to trust them because sometimes that's all you have left. When my husband was wounded in Afghanistan, it was his um, linguist and interpreter who pulled him off the battlefield after he was blown uh, up by the grenade and um, was blinded. Uh, it was his interpreter, his Afghan interpreter, that reached out and saved his life. There were times where I was on the ground um, covering stories. I had no security with me whatsoever, but just my Afghan interpreters and my Afghan driver. Um, I was very fortunate that the Afghan interpreter that I worked with that also worked with the United States 
We finally got them through. It's a long story, but they made it through. They were SIV with their baby and their wife. Um, they are actually here in the United States now. They made it in last night. By the grace of God, thank God, um, but the rest of his family was left behind. And, you know, when I think about, uh, and I've been on the phone with them and communicating with them, and I've talked to uh, this driver uh, who is my dear friend, who I won't mention his name because I'm just worried about people's security, but he has three little girls. And he said, what's going to happen to my daughters? What will happen to my three little girls in this country? Why were we abandoned? Why wasn't, why weren't we given enough time to go? Why are Americans still here? What is, what's going on? I can't, I can't even begin to explain to him why the Biden administration, Sean, made this decision. It is sickening. And I got to tell you, coming from my husband, coming from the people that served in Afghanistan that I'm on the phone with, Americans, they are disgusted. They and are people, sickened People by may this. not know this about you. Your husband was severely injured. Correct. My husband was severely, severely injured in eastern Afghanistan. He almost lost his life on Easter Sunday, 2011. Um, and he was a fighting terrorist in a very dangerous region of Afghanistan. And he has spent the rest of his life since 2011. I mean, look, I used to ask my husband, would you do this again? He would say, yes, I believed in the mission. I believed in protecting Americans from terrorists. I didn't want them to come here. I didn't want them to come here and to target our children and to target our people like they did on September 11th. And I'll never take that away from my husband or from the men who served and women who served with him, some of them who lost their lives. We were actually at a funeral for one of my husband's friends just this past week, somebody who lost their life overseas. But I got to tell you this, it's almost as if, like, again, they've been kicked in the gut when they see what's happened here in Afghanistan, that we've left billions of dollars worth of equipment, that we've given an enemy that is literally set to target our country and our people and our assets overseas, that is literally wants to obliterate us off the planet, that we've handed them weapons, that we've abandoned our allies, and that right now the Chinese, the Russians, as well as the Pakistani government are aiding, are aiding this enemy against us, and assisting them in locating uh, American citizens on the ground. And now we've got six planes. Thank God for people like Congressman Ronnie Jackson, Senator Tom Cotton, um, you know, uh, uh, Congressman Mike Garcia out of California, and others like Senator Marsha Blackburn, who've literally been fighting the fight behind the scenes, uh, Daryl Issa, fighting, and, and Mike Waltz, who've been fighting the fight behind the scenes to save lives. Because honestly, without them, I wouldn't want to think of how many Americans would literally lose their lives, Sean, and what we would be facing. And what we're still facing right now is something really grave and more What about these now, planes that are sitting on the tarmac with Americans in them that are being told they can't take off? Yeah, that's exactly accurate. That's true. I was on the phone today um, and talking actually online with folks in Mazar Sharif, as well as with congressional members. Um, keeping my eye very close on this because this is a very serious situation. Uh, the State Department tried to push this off just on the Taliban. Um, I was also told that the State Department hadn't approved the flights actually coming in to Qatar, so there was a back-and-forth mix-up that those planes would have been able to take off had the State Department actually authorized uh, the Qatari government to allow them to land. Remember, this this administration, Sean, has been so 
disingenuous and it's so full of malfeasance and lies because we literally saw the chief of staff, a Biden's chief of staff, who's apparently running the White House um, while Biden's in the back uh, or in the basement, uh, you know, sleeping, um, literally saying that, you know, that these Americans, um, there were Americans that wanted to stay behind. There were Americans that didn't want to come. The story that I told you about the American woman is one of many stories where were Afghans or were American Af- from, from Afghanistan, American citizens from Afghanistan could not bring their spouses with them or their children. Or let's say maybe there's a child that is an American citizen, but yet the parents are, are not American citizens, but green card holders. So they'll say, okay, one child and one parent, and then you have to leave the rest behind. That's what the Biden administration has been doing. That's how bungled up the entire State Department is. Um, we have people on the ground now, Americans, and I think it's been out. Fox News has been reporting this. You've been reporting this uh, so well every night on your show, just showing people what's going on and exposing what's happened here. But we have Americans on the ground now, U.S., former U.S. forces, special forces guys that are there to assist and rescue people. We have people that are brave, far braver than anyone we're seeing in this Biden administration. I, th- what they have done, they have literally damaged our nation for years to come. And I've been, I know you've been talking to people, Sean, and, uh, you know, I, I'll be now, very honest. I don't even want to talk about what's going on on the ground that I know about because it's right. so risky. I mean, the odds are, I, I mean, this is about as risky a mission as you can take on. There are people taking missions on, and that's all I'll say. And, and, you know, the fact that our government, Joe Biden, the president, the commander in chief, abandoned our fellow Americans behind enemy lines, now hostage to radical terrorists, is beyond any comprehension I have as an American citizen. I, I am I am I am appalled. I am. I, it's humiliating. It's disgusting. It's despicable. It is unforgivable. It really is. There's, you know, you can make a lot of mistakes in life. This was preventable. Every bit of this was preventable. And that's what I keep saying. Right. Keep they up the great the work. Airport. You've been doing a phenomenal yeah. job. Um, and we'll keep updating your situations that you know and the reports you're getting on the ground. And we appreciate all the, the efforts you're involved in. And one day so these stories will be told. And Absolutely. you'll learn about Ameri- how great Americans, American citizens can be. And how great American um, our forces can be, not how not how Joe Biden has handled this. But Sarah, thank you, Sarah Carter, investigative reporter. When we come back, eight hundred nine four one. Sean is on number. We'll get to your calls. Jason, Wichita, Kansas. Right, my dogs will push my hand out of the way when I mix it. Uh, in the food bowl just to start chowing down. Their fur is so shiny. They have lots of energy. Definitely, I recommend Rough Greens. Now, Winston is Linda's dog. Festy is Sweet Baby James's dog. They swear by the incredible improvement in their dog's health, energy, the shine in their coat, everything because of Rough Greens. Now, it's not a dog food, and that's the point. Rough Greens is a healthy supplement that you put into your dog's food, and it provides all the live nutrients necessary for superior dog health. You may not know it when you go to your pet store and you go to your local grocery store and you buy dog food, it's dead. There are no live nutrients in it because they got to be able to keep it on the shelf for 
you know, a year or two. Anyway, but with Rough Greens, they provide live uh, vitamins, probiotics, enzymes, omega oils, antioxidants. Uh, it's 100% vegan if you're interested in that part. No GMOs, no antibiotics, no hormones, fillers, artificial colors, preservatives, sweeteners, none of that. And guess what? Rough Greens will make your dog's food better and make your dog healthier and happier. They're so confident you're going to love it. You just add it to your dog's food. They've set up a special website. Ruff, R-U-F-F, Greens, one word, roughgreens.com slash Sean. That's S-E-A-N. And they're going to give you your first bag free. That's right, free. Roughgreens.com slash Sean. Why will you do this? Because you love your pet. It's a member of your family. All right, when we come back, straight to our phones, 800-941-SEAN as we continue. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. We have so much going on. I mean, you know, this whole scandal as it relates to Anthony Fauci caught red-handed. The Intercept, 900 pages, damning pages about how you, the American taxpayer, through the NIH, through their funding, were, fu- were literally giving money to the communist Chinese, the virology lab in Wuhan. And yes, they knew gain of function research was happening. We likely funded this 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 deadly virus, if you can imagine. Then we've got uh, Daryl Issa saying at least 500 Americans left behind. And now we have report after report, the Taliban making demands, holding Americans hostage, as we predicted, as they, we've been telling you they are now 24 days. And literally the State Department sending to members of Congress explaining that the flights being held by the Taliban have permission to land in Qatar, but only if and when the Taliban agrees to let them take off. And they've been stranded there for hours. Why? They're waiting for their ransom payment. It's not that complicated. We played you earlier in the program, this pregnant American stranded in Afghanistan, targeted by the Taliban. You know, then the State Department tried to steal credit for rescuing four Americans from Afghanistan. Uh, Corey Mills and a private team of military veterans that led the effort to rescue uh, this this woman and her three children from Afghanistan. They did it in spite of the State Department, because the State Department, Fox News had a good report has been blocking the private rescue flights from leaving Afghanistan after we abandoned Americans behind enemy lines. Quote, blood is on their hands. A direct quote. It's unbelievable. So sad. You know, this this is zero place to be negotiating with American lives. Those are our people standing on the tarmac. And all it takes is an effing phone call. One of these individuals. If one life is lost as a result of this, the blood is on the White House hands. Well, it already is. And now even liberal, radical, Democratic senators like Blumenthal of Connecticut, apparently, according to reports, furious over Biden administration delaying Americans trying to leave Afghanistan and the lies being told by this idiot secretary of state that we have. You know, all these families that, you know, we and, and we have brave Americans that have have and are all I'll say about it involved in rescue attempts. They're all risking their lives. At least 500 Americans left behind. If you include their families, it's well over a thousand and maybe more. They've been lying about the number of U.S. hostages. You know, now we, you know, and, and there are, there are, I, I just don't want to talk about all the different efforts in specific detail that there are great Americans that are joining forces that are trying their best independently. And they're actually getting stymied. You know, Tony Blinken, this idiot, denying reports the Taliban had blocked Americans attempting to fly out of the the northern part of Afghanistan. 
We're not aware of uh, anyone being held on an aircraft or any hostage situation at Mazar-i-Sharif Airport. You know, we've, we've, we've had to work through the different requirements. That's exactly what we're doing. No, they're being held. Everyone else is seeing it except him, the guy that helped lead the plan that left Americans behind enemy lines. You know, this this is just a disaster. One of the worst foreign policy debacles in American history. Did any of you ever think we'd leave our fellow Americans behind? I, 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 I never saw that day coming. Then we got reports the Taliban are executing one pregnant police officer in front of her children and husband. That was on uh, The Blaze. That on FoxNews.com. The Taliban spokesperson is telling the U.S. do not interfere with our culture and treatment of women. American women behind enemy lines. Great. The great General Milley. Another failure here, admitting Afghanistan is very likely going to be a safe haven for terrorist groups like Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and others. Yeah, the, the, Why don't we just state the obvious? We all knew that. That was the reason why they were on the march in April and May and June and July. It was your job to stop them. It was your job to evacuate Americans and our Afghan allies while we had the opportunity to do so. It's you that didn't do it. You just hand over Kabul to the Taliban, but we have the airport. But they have the perimeter. Great plan. You might want to make your way to the airport, State Department says. Uh, we cannot guarantee your safety. Um, by the way, today's not a good day to go. If you're at the airport, you may want to leave now because we expect the bomb to go off any minute. 13 Americans lose their lives. How many hundreds injured, others killed in, the, in this disaster of Joe Biden's? Yeah, I love this headline in the Epic Times. The Taliban makes the pledge to protect humanitarian workers and grant, grant Afghans access to aid. In other words, pay us. Pay, give us money. We'll take your money. We'll say anything you want. We'll take it. They had a victory rally, the Taliban did, featuring coffins draped in American flags and other Western country flags. Now, the details about this uh, Mazar-e-Sharif airport hostage crisis are coming in. Multiple planes, this is NPR, not Sean Hannity. Multiple planes meant to ferry hundreds of people who say they're fearful of their life under the Taliban rule, rule, including American citizens, green card holders, spent another day parked on an airstrip in northern Afghanistan. Yep, well, the vast right-wing conspiracy. Apparently Kamala Harris is now trying to distance herself from all of this. As these failures mount, I thought she was in charge of this policy, too. Notice we barely heard from Kamala Harris. We don't see Kamala Harris. It's like the invisible vice president. Why didn't she take a stand? 20% of Biden voters now say they made a mistake. Zogby poll. That's one in five. So bad. So bad. The stories that I'm reading and seeing and the, the people that I'm talking to that are, that are telling me, more reports out there, business insider, the Taliban is using our weapons that Joe gave them, including, you know, Blackhawk helicopters and drones, all the weaponry, the billions of dollars in weaponry to crush the Panjshir uh, uh, Valley Freedom Fighters. Why didn't we give that equipment to them so they'd have a fighting chance for their country? No, they're getting killed with our equipment. It's unbelievable. Taliban butchers this pregnant policewoman. I told you that before. That's the news from Lake Wobegon in Afghanistan, the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. 800-941-SEAN, toll-free number, Nathan in Minnesota. Hey, Nathan, how are you? How's it going? Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. So uh, I just wanted to take a, a second here and talk about accountability for a second, Sean. Um, I spent seven years in the Marine Corps. I did two tours in Afghanistan. I actually spent some time 
training Afghan soldiers and, uh, and, and teaching them. And from my time as a PFC, a private first class, the time I joined the Marine Corps until the time I got out as a sergeant, one thing, one thing that we would talk about all the time is accountability, accountability for your gear, accountability for the people around you. But more specifically right now, I want to talk about gear accountability. And here's the reason. There's, there's a term that we talk about or that, that most service members will know, and it's called a missing gear statement. A missing gear statement is when you lose your gear, you're responsible for it. And that's down to the dime, Sean, down to the dime. If I lose a pair of gloves, I am responsible for that equipment. So we have $83 billion worth of gear and assets left over in Afghanistan. My question is, is where is this missing gear statement going? Who's, who's responsible for this missing gear statement? Nathan, as, as horrible as this is... is. And what's so frustrating to me is that, and it's why I showed the map now for weeks on TV. In March of this year, April, May, June, July of this year, the Taliban, they were wiping out the Afghan army that Joe Biden was bragging about in July as some of the best trained forces in the, in the world and even have an air force and there's only 75,000 Taliban. He said it when they had already taken over 50, 60% of the country. And you they know didn't what's lift funny about a that, finger. You know what? You know what's funny about that, Sean? Is is, is here's the thing: is is you can have a, a, an army that big, but when you remove every single one of the supporting assets that are involved to keep that army running, what do you think happens to that army? It falls apart. They don't have a chance. So 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 now we've got all this gear left behind. We've got an army that can't sustain itself. Where where are these where are these Joint Chiefs of Staff? Where are these where are these generals that are supposed to be being paid? buku bucks at the top of the chain of command going hey guys maybe we need to rethink this strategy a little bit who's responsible um, that, that 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 moment has come and gone I, and, and we and, had and every and opportunity with every bit of intelligence i am telling you the the intelligence community is apoplectic i've been telling you seven weeks ago the cia pulled out their people I've been telling you they were not shy in telling the Biden administration how dire this was. The Defense Department, how dire this was. The State Department, how dire this was. They can't claim they didn't know. And it, it's meaningless now, but I will tell you one day there will be this paper trail. Nobody will care at the time except people like me that are just, you know, Hannity are in the weeds again. And we're going to see in real time. The admonitions, the warnings, the dire warnings of what was happening and how they needed to expedite the withdrawal while they had control of Kabul. They needed to push back the Taliban on the move, on the march. That was the essence of the Trump plan. The Trump plan was conditions on the ground based and it was based on a threat that was real that we will obliterate you. And by that, they said, we killed Soleimani, Baghdadi and Associates, the Al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. And yeah, we kicked the living Adam Schiff out of the caliphate. We'll do it to you. And not a single American died in 18 months. The last year of the Trump presidency, not one, not one American died. He would have because they believed him. I know his tweets offend some people. Well, they never offended me. And I always said it was feigned outrage. Nathan, you're a great American, sir. Thank you. Good points about the missing gear. 
Uh, Sonia is in Indiana. Hey, Sonia, glad you called. Thanks for hanging in there. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Um, pleasure talking to you, and I just wanted to share something that Sarah Carter inspired me to do. Um, you know, I'm just a civilian nobody, and I watch your show all the time, but sometimes lately I can't even stomach watching it because of all the truth that you share with us. But um, I can't stomach when I have to report. If you want, want me to be blunt? <laughs> Oh, gosh. My husband's military, and I sometimes have to turn you off because I'm afraid he's going to have a heart attack and watch you on the DVR later. Uh, I've got to tell the truth. Sonia, I've got to tell the truth. Nobody else is doing it. <laughs> I know. I know. And it just it's sickening and heart-wrenching. And as American, as just a civilian, I, I don't know what to do. I can't go over and rescue people, and it just is so sickening. But Sarah had mentioned that if you know a military guy, give him a call. And that resonated in my mind for like over a week, and, and I'm a loan originator. And I originated a VA loan for one of our Iraqi um, military guys. He became disabled in Iraq. And I thought one day I was having a crazy day, and I just picked up the phone, and I thought, I'm just going to check in, and I thought it would be a five-minute call. And I called him, and I said who I was. and said, it has nothing to do with your mortgage. And I said, I just wanted to see how you're feeling. And he just kind of let it go. The phone call ended up being 45 minutes, and the main thing was I listened. And he just talked and talked and feels so let down and feels like the government lied to him and what's he going to tell his kids whenever they grow up. And then the thing that hurt me the most, Sean, was he said that his superior had called him and the week before, two of that superior's other soldiers had hung themselves. And I said... I've been telling my friends, I said, what if somebody would have just called those guys? You know, could we have stopped them from committing suicide or whatever? But I just wanted to empower all the listeners to take the time. Don't send an email. Just pick up the phone. If you know any any veteran that was over there because they're hurting, they're hurting bad. And uh, he wants to know what the purpose of his mission was. And so... Well, first of all, let me let me thank you. You've just given out a great idea. People, do, I talked about it a little bit with Sarah when she was on earlier today, and her husband was really severely injured. He's legally blind. Um, many of you may not know that. He's a great guy. Met him many times. And you're right. I've had the same conversations, and it means a lot because they're hurting. They feel like, what in God's name did I do this for? Why did I come back with these debilitating injuries, life-sustaining injuries? Why did my friends die? You're a good woman, Sonia. You're, you're what makes America great. Keep up the great work. God bless you and your work. It's a mission. It's a calling. We'll continue. All right, tonight, 9 Eastern, on Hannity, on the Fox News Channel. Okay, you're going to meet the guy that really has been helping rescue Americans trapped behind enemy lines in Afghanistan. Corey Mills is his name. Also, former Secretary of State Pompeo, Rand Paul, will weigh in on these this treasure trove of documents that prove that he told the truth and that Fauci lied. Laura Trump, Joe Concha, Tammy Bruce, Leo 2.0. 
Set your DVR, Hannity, 9 Eastern. We'll see you tonight, back here tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. We know you make this show possible. We can't thank you enough.